What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Beanball Podcast. We are your hosts, Alan and Alan, and this is episode number 74. What's going on, everyone? What's up, man? How's how's the first weekend of baseball? First week, man, it's pretty good. Um, I, you know, it's weird, you know, like how they slowly walked into it. You know, it was supposed to be, I think, what is it? Nine games opening day, but seven because two were right. Well, pre rain delayed, they postponed like oh, the day yeah. before. They're like, yeah, Mets Nationals was supposed to be a four, they push it to seven, and it'll be more of an eight o'clock because of the weather, bro. It was crazy. <laughs> I'm sitting here watching the game, uh, first game of the season. It's cool, yeah. Here we go. Here's our players, that's awesome. And then a national start bringing yeah, their players. You were texting me, and I was like, dude, <laughs> what is this? Yeah, I was like, who cares? Someone else <laughs> did something like that, or they just did too much i think i think oh garrett cole the yankees was not happy because they took too long yeah because he was like ready to roll like you're messing up my timing like look man so i get it you, i mean you're bringing out your players that's cool <laughs> but when you start introducing the assistant to the assistant to the assistant who assistant cares video i'm like yeah is this a videographer when you who text cares? Me, I'm like, did, i did hear that right i'm like like, like why are they why are they, i was like i was telling my wife i was like why are they bringing out all of the office people like we want to see the players and, and the, the immediate staff that are on the field yeah, nobody cares like about the, the yes the hitting coach videographer like that, but i'm like but the front of house should not know yeah it was it was weird man it was real weird man <laughs> but but you know it was you know i think yankees were supposed to be the first game because of the delay we didn't get one till three but i think that was cubs brewers with that had some closeness it's like okay cool um and it went on and just it was a great opening day. I liked it. And then of course Saturday was the first full day of ev- all thirty teams got to play. It's like yes, here we go. Like we're like you got like what games I want to watch. Unfortunately, it's still blackout. Unfortunately, but there's ways around it nowadays. Apple TV did their debut on Friday night, and and I appreciated Apple TV doing it because the Mets are playing the Nationals, and I can't stand listening to the yes. Mass and announcers. Yes. It- <laughs> I was watching the game at parents' house Saturday night for dinner, uh-huh. and they're like, well, you know, he's not off to a great start this season. I'm like, it's been two games. I know. Two games, people. Come on. Like, if it's been a week or two, like, yeah, someone needs to figure it out. But two days, like, he's not having a great start. Like, what? You're talking about six to eight at-bats? Come on. Let's get it real, bud. Yeah, I mean, so another thing that was going on is that apparently – the Slip. Nationals decided they wanted to bean all of our players. The slippery ball. Like, so we know this year the humidifiers more in effect, more teams are doing it. So is it the ball's too slippery? Is it still rust from that quick spring training? You know, Mets had a good amount of players hit by the ball, and two of them were really scary once it happened. Yeah, I mean, so so one of them you hit McCann in the foot. That's fine. That was yeah. in the dirt. Okay. But then you hit Alonzo, Pete Alonzo, right in the face, like yeah. in his lip. The next night. Then you hit Lindor. It's crazy. In the face. Yeah. Two guys get hit in the face, man, and they're big players. And I'm like, look, I know you guys might be a little salty that Max Scherzer's playing for the Mets now, but there's no reason you should be beaming our guys right in the face. It's crazy. I, I talked to a Nationals player last night, and he's talking about, oh, they leaned into it. Get out of here. Oh, <laughs> no. Nah, but, like, stuff like that is just uh, scary. Two bloody lips. Yeah. And both of them the next day hit a home run against some kind of little. And Pete Alonso hit his first Grand Slam. Grand Slam, It's yeah. pretty cool. But um, there's a lot of other Grand Slams hit over this well were, today actually were, yeah um, but um now because thing like okay maybe in like you know April May depending on location is there something MLB can give these pitchers a little something to better grip if it is the ball being too slippery 
Yeah. Like, is there something that in common ground, it's like behind home plate, you both get to use it, it's MLB approved, like, okay. Yeah, I mean, we've never had issue before, and I'm just wondering, like, what's going on? I know that MLB acquired Rawlings, and they don't use the same mud that Rawlings used to put on the balls, I guess. I don't know. Um, they do need to find some common ground. Like, look, batters can go up there and use t- pine tar and everything else to help their grip. Pitchers need something. Yeah. And and whatever you guys are providing the, last the year is not it. It, <laughs> does, it is sticky, yes. Well, well, don't give your butt. You need sweat. In those cold times, you're not going to have a lot of sweat. So something's got to give. <laughs> something a little stickier. You know, both the batters will appreciate it because I know Pete and Lindor, yeah. like Pete said first, he first even wanted to make sure all his teeth was there. <laughs> exactly. Like, he's yeah, like, I'm you, good. Who knows? I mean, yeah, you get hit like that, you don't know. Yeah, and, you um, know, Lindor, when he looked up his whole team's on the field, of course, the bench is brawl because Buck was over it at that exactly. point. Um, well, and also, I just want to side note, you know, before we started this podcast, I did see that Mullins for the Orioles hit his first Grand Slam. Uh, he was a Silver Slugger Award winner last year. So, you know, hey, there's hope out here. I regret not going harder <laughs> on his cards because, of course, that – his rookie debut, everyone thought, like, this is the future for Orioles. Absolutely. You know? Everyone, like, okay, um, uh, what is it? Um, Adam Jones, like, this is his replacement. And he had a great – that first year, that second year, he was terrible, and people write him off. Yeah. Come find out he had an illness mm-hmm. that, you know, didn't help the whole situation. He got fixed last year, had an all-star year, you know, 30-30 member. Yep. It's yep. like – it's showing that, okay, that was a fluke. This is a future piece for the Orioles right. that can build around to help. Right. But, I mean, we get it, though, because, you know, we see a lot of the players who might never make it, and there's a lot of hype around them. Like, uh, who's that guy who we couldn't even get his autograph on anything other than what they provided? Chance Cisco. I mean, what's going on with that guy? I don't know. Last time I checked, he was a minor leaguer for the Mets. Exactly. And then you got Pedro Severino. He was a catcher there for a while, and uh, he's got suspended or something recently, I think. Yeah. He got in trouble um, for whatever reason. It was – um. Fertility drug that had something that was banned. He's trying to get him and his wife uh, trying to get pregnant. That crazy. So he's suspended uh, for half the year. And then and then you get guys like Trey Mancini, which we didn't even know he was going to be an all or, or uh, you know a big player. And now he's he's like, like he the was face. like okay like he's right. up there like finally someone through Norfolk and he so so I get it with Mullins like you know people you never know until they yeah. actually get there and they show you what they can do. Um, but yeah, let's move on to some other things. Um, so first thing I want to talk about is. <laughs> Good old Manfred decides he wants to try to get on the players' good graces, and he's uh, providing them with headphones. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, the Bose headphones on opening day was a peace offering after that bitter 99-day lockout <laughs> that delayed the start of the season. Like, I mean, it's cool. I own some Bose headphones, so I'm cool with it. But he said, uh, please accept this gift as a small gesture of my appreciation for the hard work that comes with being a major leaguer and your respect for our incredible fans. Thank you for everything you do in the game. It's such a rich history and a deep meaning to our fans in the U.S. and around the world. Wishing the best of luck for a successful season. What do you think? I think this is just a bunch of bull. It's trash. Who is even spending this money? Like, did this come out of a fund that should? No, this is a sponsorship <laughs> deal for sure. Oh, okay. well, well, you know well, damn well this thing got gonna get leaked. But if it was sponsored, how did we find out it was Bose? Because I didn't really hear Bose thrown around a lot, but I did hear it was Bose. Athletic um, was the first to report that players were getting this. Of course, some players got thir- Thursday who got yeah know, were open day. The rest got all Friday and stuff. But you know, this has been an icy relationship since he took over back in fourteen. And the lockout didn't help. This this just puts the cherry on top that he's out of touch with what the players want. Yeah. You're telling me these players all are coming in, nobody has headphones. They already have their headphones. Like they the, already got what they, they it's don't like, need okay, your it's a nice gesture I give to my kid. Like like this is like, you know it's it's whatever, <laughs> well, but it's what a, what a, to to show some light on it, um, Adam Rainwright, 
he is from the Cardinals. If you don't know, he's a pitcher. He said, and I quote, to just put it bluntly, he doesn't do anything for us. I know how that's going to read. So Commissioner Manfred, don't take it personal. That's just how it looks from the player's standpoint. And I feel the same way. Like, this is trash. Nobody even, I mean, it's not something anybody wanted. You're not building any bridges. You're not You're not doing anything here. You're just, it's just a meh. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't remember seeing him in any of the games opening day. Like, that I kind of flick through and watch. I'm like, he should have been at something. I guess maybe Yankees, Red Sox, since, you know, it is New York, he probably was planning, but being the first game, but rain out, but who knows, but still, the little gift, it's like, that's cool and all, but it's... You know, it's, he, you know he should have got him? He should have got him a case of this liquid death mango chainsaw. This stuff's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just... Look, some sticky these guys... So yes. Get hit. Right. I don't know. He, it didn't do anything for me. I don't think anybody's like, oh, thank you, Mr. Manfred. No. This is what I wanted. It's like, okay, this is a cool gesture, but mm, it could have been better, I guess. But speaking of what could have been better. <laughs> exactly. The Rays. This is not the first time this has happened. They announced, of course, a couple of days before the opening day that, you know, this for the 16th straight year, we are sold out. And the PR release that Tampa Bay has announced that 2022 home opener on Friday, April 8th, against the Baltimore Orioles is now sold out. Sold out is an asterisk needs to be by it because, you know, this happened back in 2019, of course, prior to, you know, COVID. But, yes, it sold out, but because the whole 300 level of the stadium was closed to fans. Yeah, I mean, Alan, uh, he showed me a picture of the stadium and it was, like, pretty much empty at the top. So, it's like, yeah, like you said, there needs to be an asterisk there. Um, I believe their attendance was a little over 25,000 yeah, fans. It was sh- only 25,025 fans showed up to the game, but it was deemed a sellout because of the section not being available. So let's put that in perspective. Uh, 25,000 fans, but the stadium capacity is 42,735. They were not sold out. I don't know how they're going to try to sell you on this. And then my thing is, like, what about the family that couldn't afford those lower-level seats that wanted to go to open day? They could afford sitting in that 300 section. Exactly. But we're talking about a team who, during their – peak seasons you know a couple years ago couldn't during you know that playoff push could barely get 5,000 fans into the stadium yeah and I'm wondering why look I mean I, I don't know too much about the Ray Stadium but I've heard that it's not good and the food is almost unedible so they need to change something if not they need to bring the Rays to a real city that this can support is what, them you know why the owner wanted to split the season with absolutely Montreal. but of course MLB denied it and, and like that he knows the area they've been going back and forth with the city about getting a new stadium and stuff it's almost at a breaking point where, just like we talked about the other week with Oakland, they're going to be starting making moves to find somewhere else. Is it to go to Montreal back to where you know the Expos came from? I think so. Or is it another East Coast team that you can uh, see a city? Like you're talking about Charlotte. They're almost deemed ready for have a big major league team. Virginia. Here in Virginia. like There's places that you can pick. So if – Tampa Bay is not working out. Within the next five years, they're going to relocate if a new stadium is not done, my opinion. No, I think they should. Um, Especially when you have a star like Wanda Franco doing what he's been doing there. Like This is a guy that you now have locked up for 10-plus years. mm -hmm. You can't have him playing like what they just did. Look, man, I would understand the team not – producing fans um if the team wasn't producing what they've done i mean this team has been really solid the last two years couple of ago, years lost in the world series i'm just you saying won the division two years good. in a row right they're good like, yes they're, we're not predicting them to win this year but oh 
Who knows with these rays? If they're in a different market and stuff, who we might even think better. Because like I said, I'm just saying, like you get no support from your fans. Just yeah. imagine if they had a little bit of support. <laughs> it's insane. It's very insane. Well, but moral of the story is you guys got to do better, and that was not, very much not better. a sellout. No. Definitely not a sellout. Um, all right, well, let's go on to some nicer news. Uh, so Stephen Kwan for the Guardians has got a pretty big weekend. Man, we, we talked the Guardians, or like we talked about last week, where we can't pick a rookie of the year because someone will just come out the blue and will just kill it. Well, this guy has become the sixth player ever since 1901 to record a five-hit game within his first three career games. As of Monday morning, when I did my notes, he was batting 800. He was 8 for 10. Uh, zero swings and misses on 58 pitches as of Monday. I forgot to write what he's currently batting. I still, I feel like it's still 7-something. Uh, no, I got it. He's um, So, you know, there's a 24-year-old center fielder from Cali. Um, he started the season hot, like you said. Yeah. Um, but currently, um, as of today, he was batting uh, 692 with nine hits and 13 plate appearances. Um, he also reached base 15 times in four games. It's not a bad start for the rookie, man. No. Um, I feel like he's a must-add to anybody's fantasy team who's looking. I mean, he might not be a, a, somebody who would have drafted early, but he could be there available if you got him. Yeah. Um, but like you said, man, he's killing it. It's still too early to call, but definitely somebody to compete with. Yeah, you know, it adds that dynamic. You know, Guardians, like, what are they going to do? Once we talk about if they – last week, we were like, we don't know, but they locked up the next day Jose Ramirez to extension. So he's committed. So now this guy's can can keep up for the whole season. Yeah. Other pieces. It's gonna be interesting, and especially in that division's weaker, ish. Yeah. And and as of uh, as we're recording this, I mean, last I checked, the Guardians are doing pretty well. Somebody yeah. in the Guardians hit a grand slam, and everyone like ten to something. So yeah. who knows? They could be making moves. Yeah. It's still early. We're not gonna get too yeah, much yeah, into yeah, teams. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> like you said, it's only game two, but he's not having yeah. a hot start. Big whoop. Yeah. Like you know, we four games now. Mm-hmm. Most teams, some more. So. It's nothing special. In two, three weeks, we can start. You can figure out what kind of teams were at what. But right now, you know, you can't start a better career than what this guy has done. No, not at all. So, good for him. Hope we'll keep an eye on him, see if he keeps up all season. Then, hell, he might put his name into that bunch that we talked about the three prospects last week of being rookie of the year. Yep, absolutely. So, so we talked about this last year, you know, the City Connect jerseys. They added them back this year. They missed teams. First one this past weekend was the Washington Nationals, the Cherry Blossom jerseys. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan. Seeing them on the field, like, okay. It didn't do anything for me. It didn't. Like, I'm like, ugh. It's just, especially with the details, the flowers into it. I really like the Wizards, more of the pink, bluish. Like, that makes more sense. I don't understand the gray. Nah. I mean, once you compare it to other jerseys that we've seen, like, last season, like Miami and stuff, this is not doing anything it's for a, me. It was a meh. Like, okay. And it's sold out. I'm like, I guess because the DZ people love their cherry blossoms, so I guess that's why. I don't think so. I think it's probably just it's probably the same thing the Rays had. <laughs> they sold out, but who knows how many they had? Like, yeah, like, I, I just don't think it was worth it, man. It, it was okay. So of course they play this on Saturday, Sunday, and they'll. I to what I saw online, they're only going to wear these one more time on April 23rd when they face the Giants. Mm. I'm not. I'm not a fan. I'm not either. This is a blip on the radar. We're not going to remember this next year. Um, but the other the next one, one that the they Houston, just announced yeah. on Sunday, yeah, um, Houston Astros. They even got a little uh, little clip online you can you can watch of it um, where there's a guy narrating it. It's kind of like NASA theme, so it's like an Astros space style, space city. It was pretty cool, man. I ain't gonna lie. I was like, ooh. <laughs> what caught my eye when I first saw the picture was the logo on the hats. Yeah, 
I'm like, yeah, that like, caught me. And then I realized the space city is your NASA front. Yep. I'm like, because the guy was like, Houston's been a part of space. Every, you know, like, hey, Houston, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, um, no, it was dope, man. Um, and it even got like a NASA lettering on it kind of yeah. deal. I like it. I, I like the dark blue with the orange kind of yeah. pays the, to the homage it of looks their good. jerseys. It looks good. So they're going to um, wear it for the first time on April 20th against the Angels. Okay. Then once they wear it the first time, they're going to wear it every Monday home game throughout the season. Now that's cool. Special, um, unique photo opportunities will be part of the celebration Monday at Minute Park this season, as of yesterday. Who decided to, to wear this jersey on April 20th? Space-related? They're going to be so high on 4, 420. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> wow. That's PR for you. <laughs> um, so, like, I guess what they did also, you had to do, like, a part of Fan Fest, I guess, earlier in the year or something. Okay. To be able to purchase the jerseys first at the stadium. Nice. Make it exclusive. Make yeah. it hype it up. I, I like it. So I like it, you know, if this is only the, you know, fortunately Mets is not on the list this year, so I guess it'll be next year, but some of these other teams, like this was one I was wondering what they're going to do theme-wise. Yeah. I love it. No, I, I When think I realized, they, like, oh yeah, Houston, NASA, duh. Exactly. I said it makes sense. Um, they knocked it out of park, in my opinion. I think the other one I'm, I'm going to be waiting on, I think, is Angels. I'm kind of interested in what they're going to do with L.A. Um, I'm trying to think of the other team I was very interested in. I can't remember now. I should have the list, but you know, if this is a trend, like okay, like we said, nationals, me, mm-hmm. I get it. The theme, I, I think it just, they could have done something better where they could do like Houston, they can wear it once a week. I don't know, they could have done something capital related. Like uh, it won't surprise me if like Miami wears their jerseys again from well, last Miami's year. Miami's jerseys are cool. Um, there's a difference. White socks, Th- those yeah. are, I can see South be side, a yearly a thing. Like okay, on like like Mets have the black jerseys back mm-hmm. on Friday nights, we wear these. I'm with it. They could do something like that they with could. Miami and stuff, or like on Sundays. I love what they're doing every Monday. It's awesome. Astros hit out of the park with these jerseys. Yeah, man. man, they did a good job. So, all right. You know, milestones in a season, we knew it was coming. We talked about last Mostly week pool holes related. Pool holes. Which <laughs> all, well, Mel Cabrera, we knew, is one of them. You know, he wasn't far away from the 3,000-hit club. You know, started the season off, well, he's now, I think, as of last night, nine hits away. I don't know if he got a hit tonight yet. But he's still batting about 300 already in that DH role. You know, Spencer came up and has now got first base, and Miguel's doing pretty well so far. I mean, because, you know, the last couple seasons we've been like, okay, maybe it's starting to show his age. Um, But, yeah, he's still killing it. Um, So he already has 502 career home runs. His career batting average is 310. Think about it. A power hitter who's hitting 310, and now you're going to add 3,000 hits to 500 home runs? Dude, he was already a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, the if, triple crown. You know what I'm saying? The home runs, it's like it's just stacking his up. His batting average is, like I said, over 300. Yeah. And he's a big, he's a power hitter. Yeah. You know, when I think of power hitters, you know, you always think of like, well, obviously, not, not older ones like like Sosa and, and yeah. McGuire and Bonds, but when you think of the newer ones, you think like, I don't know, uh, Chris, uh, whoever, you know, the guys just swing. Yeah. They swing and they strike out or they hit yeah. home runs. This guy gets hits. So not only is he already a first hall, first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion, you you had 3,000 hits to that resume. Yeah. It's just a cherry on top. To having 500 home runs and in the 3,000 yeah. hit club Bro. is so rare. And then remember the triple crown year. It's just like, yeah. this is what the guy was. Yeah, for, man. And, and it's finally he's getting a chance. So if you look at the, their schedule coming up, you know, if he gets at least one hit a game, he could get a little more. Most likely, he will hit that 3,000 club. He will be at home. 
They have two series back-to-back at home between the 19th and 24th against the Yankees and Rockies. I'm very happy if he does do it, it's at home for those fans that have been loyal to him for all those years. Yeah, I mean, he's he's obviously going to do it, but he's he might do it pretty quick. Like you said, he's batting 310. It's not like he's out here struggling, no. batting 100. He's batting 300. He's he's hitting the ball. And and for a guy like that who doesn't have any speed left for him, yeah, that's pretty that's pretty solid, man. Yeah, and it's none of been home runs yet. It's been all singles and I think and I think one double if I remember correctly, but it's yeah, man. Good job, Miggy. It's just wondering if, like, you know, I think what is it, Jeter? When he did his three thousand, it was a home run. Oh yeah. When that, you know, trying to trade that ball in, I remember it was like season tickets next year and the rest of this year and stuff like that's gonna be a pretty penny if it does something like that. But still, like those special balls deserve to be with those players and stuff. See if you got anything tonight. But you know. This is just another check off the box for him. Absolutely. You know? He doesn't need to do anything like, else. This is the final check to solidify everything. Because um, I don't think there's any other milestones after this for him. Like I said, he gets, what, five? What was it, his home run total again? 502. So, yeah, he's not going to reach 600 in no. his career. So, he's above the 500. I remember, yeah, because last year was the the for the 500. Um, so, let's see. He did play tonight, but zero hits. He will 0 for 4 tonight. Which is fine. I mean, it happens. Um, yeah, he's got, you know, he's nine hits away. I don't know, man. He's, he's doing good. He already has the World Series ring. So, like I said, what else does he do? 11-time All-Star, two-time AL MVP, Triple Crown winner, seven-time Silver Slugger. He just, it just goes on. Yeah. He's, he's going to be a first-timer. This is first, the final check yeah. for him. And, you know, it's going to be something special and this year. he doesn't year. even need it. And with that, and, you know, think about any milestones, this could be it for him. It could. Well, yeah, it could be. This could be. So... All right, let's go into something brighter. Yeah, man. Uh, so I don't <laughs> definitely brighter. I don't know if you guys seen it yet, um, but if you haven't, you guys definitely need to check out the Braves World Series rings. They are freaking dope. Um, and when Alan says brighter, uh, they have a working light in them, which yeah. is the first ever as yeah. well. So if you look at everything, this like when I first saw the ring, I'm like, okay, it's not impressing me. Like when I they was first, impressed when they first just showed the like the top mm-hmm. of the ring. I'm like, okay, it's just iced out. It was definitely iced I'm out. I'm like, but it's nothing like. Sticking out yeah, to me like yeah, colors yeah. and stuff like okay, but when you go to the details, that's when it won yeah, me over. Yeah, it was cool, man. Especially the homage, what it is. So you know, A's logo, of course, the whole is in white gold of eighteen point seven one white carrot gold. And the eighteen point seven one is because the franchise was started in eighteen seventy one. Yes, the World World Series champion top the top of the bottom of the ring within the A's logo, there's 150 diamonds representing the 150 years they celebrate last year of the franchise. Nice. Um, there's 22 emerald cut diamonds on each side for 44, of course, for Hank Aaron that they lost last year. That's not done with also Hank Aaron. Um, there's also rubies inside once you open it up, which that's a whole other topic we <laughs> talk about that. But, you know, the rubies show where the... 11 home runs were hit in the stadium during the World Series. Yeah, dude, that was cool. And like you just said, micro LED lights <laughs> for the stadium. But all in all, you know, there's 755 diamonds in this thing, which is the home run total of Hank Aaron. It's just, and then of course, there's a little details, you know, like reading like 730 21, which the trade deadline, when they made those trades that pushed them. Into the contention, really and, did, and especially requiring you know the World Series MVP and also the National League Championship MVP Eddie Rosario and um, uh, George, uh, Sawyer, and of course Adam Duvall also the trade deadline. It's just insane. And couldn't of course they added the white pearl because of um, 
Wow. Why am I doing the fiend part? The the pearl necklace last year, you know, with um Jock Peterson. Oh yeah. You know, he's wearing the yeah, pearls. Yeah, yeah. So that's why the pearls in the ring. It's just so all in all, there's thirteen point three carats of gems in this ring. I don't know, man. That all I know is every single year, the World Series, whoever wins, they they step up, man. So this was interesting today. Here in our local ESPN radio, he had he talked about this ring. He's like, I don't like why do we call them championship rings? Because most time nowadays, people do not wear these. Oh well, yeah, obviously they're like they might as well How make them trophies. They are trophies, but that's what he, it is. By the so he's like he's, he's like he talked about his history of like when he was I think it was in Miami and they won the conference champion and stuff and lost in the national championship. But he's like when I got my conference championship ring, I'm like oh made sure it fit and went back in the box. It went. He's like he's like we talked they like they talked about this in their studio was can you call it a ring if you can wear it to a wedding. And not outshine the bride. Yeah, bling bling ring. <laughs> think about it, man. It's, it's it's just you know when we think of baseball, we think of tradition. Yeah, and that's traditional and, to get the ring. And I laugh when I first looked up to get the picture of this, and which we'll post up here of the rings, was they showed the Braves last World Series ring. <laughs> oh man, which you know back then was it was 90s? a single yeah ninety five. Oh man, a single diamond. Yeah, like a couple diamonds. Like that's what the World Series ring. Same thing with Super Bowl. Every year for Super Bowl, they show the history of the Super Bowl oh, rings. Oh, yes. Yeah, like three little diamonds in here and or something. Like people, that's what I say. Like between this ring and, of course, two years ago, because we haven't got um, this year's Super Bowl champions, the Rams. But the Bucks, same thing. You lift it up and had the stadium in it. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Because they won it at home. Like, Look, man, I it's like It's cool, it. but it's just like like LED lights. Like that. Why did they put LEDs Look, in it? <laughs> because you're a freaking champ. You deserve the best. <laughs> Tell me these things aren't the dopest thing ever. Like, I'm just saying, like, nobody wears the ring. I mean, no. oh, well, unless you're Tom Brady and you're showing like, it off. Yeah, but like, it's going to be like, okay, you get the Hall of Fame, you're going to wear your championship rings probably. Right. Some people wear the like, rings. Special, special occasions, occasions, like um, my jersey retirement or you go into their team Hall of Fame or something. Other than that, it's staying in a box in a safe, whatever. And I'm okay with that. Or in a display case showing, like, my championship rings off. Look, I'm okay with that because, like I said, it's tradition. You look at, you know, NBA, NFL, all that. These guys, they celebrate their champions with rings. And if that's the ultimate prize, these rings, I'm I'm perfectly fine with them being as decked out as they are because you know how hard it is to win a championship? Especially how big they are. Like, like some people, yeah. like, they're on the field, like, showing their rings off. It's, like, it's huge. It's like, like, how can you hold Like, how much like- are they even worth? Um, I know usually depending on the player stuff, it's worth more, but I think it's anywhere from like 50,000 and more. Do the, do the whole team get those rings? Like even like Janner and stuff? Yeah. Usually that style, some owners, yes. Pay for any, everyone. Okay. Especially if you played a certain amount of team and you went back to minor leagues, you get a ring. Well, look, I would understand like some of those players like selling those, but I would yeah. have to keep on. That's why it. usually you do get certain people who sell the ring. Like if they're like a B player, like yeah. they need some money and stuff. That's how you Super Bowl rings, stuff like that, get out there. I couldn't do it though. It'd be too tough to let go. I'm just yeah. saying, Alan, I'm okay with this ring. You know why? Because it is the ultimate championship. Like yeah. you won the whole thing. That's the hardest thing to do. And now it's forever solidified. And your trophy is this cool freaking ring. Yes. I like it, man. I don't, I'm, you're not going to tell me it's not cool. And, and, you know, you see some players and coaches <laughs> and stuff. I wonder how much it costs to get a World Series trophy because I've seen some managers stuff they show like their office they have replicas of their World Series they won. Okay. I'm like, I wonder how much like could that be more something like I wouldn't show off my rings like in display case in my house. Those I'd rather pay for to display like yeah that's my that's my championship mm-hmm. I won that year like stuff like that and of course you know you're Cy Young and stuff like that but like the ring I feel like that has to be my save because 
sticky fingers happen. I hear you, but but just tell me the display on a thing. Like you got I don't know, man. It's just you put the lights on it just right. It's just all in your face. I can't even see. Yeah, I was like, oh, let me take it off. And then, like, is there something on in there? It's like switches on the light automatically. Then it's like, it's, it's, got- it's definitely got to be the coolest piece you own, though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I I really like it, man. You can't. So I'm going back to the couple. Like yeah, like I like more color. Like I understand all the whiteness yeah. and stuff. So I like. Recently, I think I like the Nationals more because of the more colors and stuff in it. But look, I appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, I mean, look, it's just like shoes, man. There's some shoes that are bright green that are super dope, and there's some that are just plain black and white that are awesome. Yeah, it, it, it's its own thing. I'm glad they all don't look alike. Um, I really like it. You know, like you said, the, the Nationals one's really cool too. Yeah. But um, I like what they did. You know, yeah. every year you kind of like you know every year Super Bowl. They usually it's before the season, but you know NBA and MLB it's on the first game or like yeah. the weekend of like you're like okay let's see what they did this year and then the video comes out and you watch it like oh okay lights. <laughs> I'm like, are we really putting right. lights in Look, the ring? The but lights might be a little much. That, that's the like that was a big thing. Like when I watched the video, I'm like. And everyone's talking about it. Like, you put lights in a ring. Look, man, they do what they want. So, I'm unfortunately, I'm pretty sure it's a bitch or probably impossible to probably replace that battery once they go out. Yeah. Or you send it off to the jeweler to be like, but at that point, is it even necessary? Nah. But, you know, speaking of some, you know, we'll change subjects, not really, we'll move on. But some drama, some upsetness of how yesterday's game ended with the Rangers and Rockies and extras. Because of a rule that started after the 2015 postseason with the Mets, the slide violation. Look, man, I know everybody's hating on this rule, um, but you know, it, it, like you said, it brings me back to when Chase Utley broke Ruben Tejada's leg, sliding into him. Yep. Um, and this is for player safety, and I'm okay with it. It reminds me of also when like um, Buster Posey got busted, down, like ran into when they were like trying to get the ball free and he broke his whatever and mm-hmm. he was out for the season. It's like, well, you know, these were the old rules, but now we got to make it safe for the players. Yeah. It's the same thing in football. Yep. So, you know, Texas Rangers dropped their home opener to the Rockies, losing by a score of six to four in extras. The game ended in a contract call, trailing six four with one out in the 10th inning. A hit grounder to third base was threatened to the end of the game with a double play after Garver was out prior to the slide into second Garcia beat a wild throw by the second baseman Brandon Rogers to first base that allowed Garcia to move up 90 feet to scoring position An additional Marcus Simeon scored on the play cutting deficit six five Colorado challenged it and court and then the ump comes out saying violation of the slide rule which was overturned and called both runners were out ending the game. Right. It was, it was, in, it was interesting, to, interesting to watch because the coaches were upset. Yeah. Like um, when you went back and looked at it, the player went into the second baseman. Exactly. And this you is, didn't try to avoid it or exactly. like, you know, go to the other so, way or just not, but you clearly went more into the player. Right. So MLB rule 6.01. If a runner does not engage in a bona fide slide, and initiates or attempts to make contact with the fielder for the purpose of breaking up a double play, he should be called out for interference. Um, a slide should not be a bona fide slide if a runner engages in a roll block or intentionally initiates or attempts to initiate contact with the fielder by elevating his kicking leg above the fielder's knee, throwing arm, or his upper body. Um, so with that being said, this has been in effect since 20, what, 16? 16, yeah, they so, started the rule. So we've been, this rule Four, has been there. five, six years now, the six exactly. years? Exactly, so... This this is exactly what it was made for. I feel like we've only had scenarios that this has happened one or twice in those five years. Right. 
Yeah, I, I agree. And it's unfortunate when it happens because, you know, it's so rarely that you forget about it. I agree. And how it into the game, I think this is what brings more light to it. Because before it's like during the game, like, okay, slide violation. Right. But this ended a game where it would have been a one-run game, man in scoring position with a chance to tie or even win. Look, man, I, and, and it's, it's unfortunate, but those are the rules, and they're yeah. made for a reason. And this is one of the rules I get behind. It's freaking basically ended Tejada's career. Yeah, he ended up in the minor leagues for a couple of years, and I don't even know if he's playing still. Yeah, he fizzled. And that's and it's not his fault. He was he was doing great. It's the fact that this is for their safety. You don't want your star second and shortstop second base yeah. and the shortstop getting that, I think I remember injured? someone like tweeted about when, you know, when Ruben got hurt. If this was a star exactly. shortstop, if this happened to Jeter, this would have the new rule will start tomorrow. Exactly. So, so with that being said, I don't know if there's any backlash or the fans are getting upset, but this is a good rule and this is exactly how it should have ended the game. Yeah, I'm it, okay with it. I'm glad it was just the home opener. It wasn't something that oh yeah cost them like Absolutely. playoffs or something. Right. Like you learn now. You do have a young team in Texas. Yeah. Like like learn from it, grow from it. And let's move on. But I mean, I, look, I, I didn't. I only watched the replay once or twice. I yeah. didn't see how how close he he tried to slide or not. But I'm just saying, like, when you see like Chase Sutley, for example, when you're past the bag and you're trying to slide into him, that's not a slide. Like, you're intentionally trying to hurt the guy. Like he was clearly out. Like it was, right. it was so far ahead, and, and he he should have bailed trying the other to make way contact exactly. or just stayed down more. And he went more so the play the second baseman side. And I know for a fact that you guys know the rules. Even though it doesn't happen very often, yeah. you know you have to slide. So I'm okay with the you way that You try to get away ended. with it. You right. got caught. Unfortunately, Let's move on. Let's go. Okay. Exactly. Well, speaking of moving on, players of the week. So, you know, the weekend, you know, I guess five days, four days, you know, I guess five days now. Yeah. We had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and we're in Tuesday when we're We'll go with this. players so far as, as to where we're talking. The opening weekend highlights, you know, yeah. MLB announced theirs on, on Monday, and it was like, you had three days, but okay, I get it. It has to be first week. Yeah. But so we're going to go with the AL pitcher. Alan, who do you have as your AL pitcher of the weekend? Or this My week? AL pitcher of the week is the Blue Jays, Alec Manoa. We have the same guy. This dude killed it. How could he not be your pitcher of the week? My man pitched six scoreless innings against the Yankees. Yeah. One hit, seven Ks. Yeah. Perfect. You know, this is like, especially the Yankees, Toronto, like this is one of those series that. This division is going to be tight. We talked about it last week. Everyone's talking about it. And the Yankees, of course, come off their first um, series win against the Red Sox. You go into the Toronto series, and you're like, who's this guy? Exactly. And he stepped up, fans seven Yankees, shut them down to let the Blue Jays win their game. And and as much as we've been talking about the Blue Jays recently, yeah. he has not come up. Yeah. You, so he is He's their back-end starter. So, you know, it showed potential. As the Blue Jays, you know, like, okay. This but is to one do those... that against the Yankees, yeah. that is solid. Very solid. Speaking of solid, my <laughs> AL player of the week, I went the same as the MLB player of the week, Alex Bregman of the Houston Astros. Me too. Because when you go six for 14, two home runs, six RBIs, batting 429, it's hard not to pick a different player. Yeah. Like, you're looking at, like, who else I could pick. I'm like, no one just killed it. Right. I mean, look, there are plenty of other players that did well here and there, but when you put it all together, Bregman stepped up. Like you said, he had four runs, six hits, two home runs, six RBIs, and batting 429. You show me somebody better right now. Like, Nobody. We all wondered with the Astros, like with Carlos Carrera gone, like, is Bregman going to step up? Can he be the MVP candidate that for years people have been waiting for him to take that step towards? If he can keep this up, we're talking about MVP if he, possible. Yeah, absolutely. If he keeps this up, then the Astros have a really solid chance of yeah. taking that division for sure. 
I, Alex has always been that guy. Like we saw brilliance, of course, when he was a rookie. That's 2017 run. And there's been times where he shined and injuries and other stuff has happened where he's kind of fallen off. But if this is a clear indication that he's now figuring out, he's coming to the end of where he can sign his con mm-hmm. extension. Now this is showing bright spots for the Houston Astros space city. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, moving on national league pitcher of the week. Who you got? I have Kyle Gibson. Okay. You know, he went, he was one of those seven innings pitch, two hits, 10 strikeouts. Nice. You know, you know, the, the, oh, he's Philly, right? Yeah. I'm almost certain. Why didn't he write it down? I'm almost certain Philly. But if I'm pretty sure he is, but um, if it is Philly, I'm, wow, I'm trying to blink. But <laughs> Philly had, we said about question marks after the one, two, which, I understand why Wheeler didn't make his debut till tonight. I'm mm-hmm. like, this he should have been your second guy after Nola, but Well, and they were also gonna take Wheeler out early too, but too first little, debut. Yeah. And everyone like when you looked at the pitchers of the week, it was kinda hard. Like you looked at certain pitchers that did go a little further, but oh, yeah. most of them four or five innings is all yeah. they went. You yeah, know? and I like get we it. said, it's short spring training. Like yep. we knew that's why they got two extra pitchers man. for the first couple weeks of the season. Like, but when you get ten Ks on seven innings pitch that's you know, pretty good man that's really good especially when you saw other pitchers going that four the only other pitch innings. i saw crush it was the other guy in japan <laughs> oh the perfect game with 19 K's. i think there was only one other pitcher this week that had more k's okay which i think was rendon of oh, the giants yeah. he had yeah. 12 but he had i think more hits he had earned run but stayed in longer yeah the guy was working yeah all right who do well, you have my national league pitcher of the week is the entire mets starting rotation my boys, through four games, have an ERA of 1.59, best in MLB. We were on our route to be the first to four wins, but somehow we let the Nationals get back in there in the last. And really, if you think about starter-wise, even now. Um, starter-wise is what I'm saying. Uh, Walker last night did good until his shoulder after two innings. He was perfect to two. Yeah, I know, man. He, uh, I was like, okay. like, David Pearson's up to bat. I'm like, um, <laughs> why? He's perfect through two. Like, what's going on? Like, please don't tell me it was the knee and then end up being the shoulder. But, well, like like I said, I could have picked a pitcher, but yeah. this was the perfect time so, for the Mets starting rotation to get a dub. Miguel, you know, took the opening nod because, you know, Scherzer wasn't ready to be the opener. DeGrom was hurt. You know, Miguel was a rookie last they year. They balled out, man. Had a ups and downs. He came out throwing. Yeah. Scherzer did his thing, gave Absolutely. up one run, but still. Then Chris Bassett showed you the gym that he is mm-hmm. for a third starter and say, I'm not afraid of you. Yeah. No, we look great, man. And then Cookie was the cookie we thought we traded for last year. Yeah. He was showing promise after giving the the solo home run and then settled down after that. Fanning, I think was it I think it was it 13, 15 straight before they pulled him. Just imagine if DeGrom is healthy. You already have a starting year A of one five nine with your four and, starters. And before we went on, Miguel was still doing good in four innings. Yeah. He, so so I'm happy with what the Mets are doing. You yeah. guys definitely deserve the nod today. So all right. And the National League player of the week for me. Uh, I went with also MLB is Nolan Arenado. Me too, buddy. Six or 12, two home runs, seven RBIs, batting 500. You know, yes. just like we talk about yes. Alex Bregman, two third basemen just straight killed it this weekend consistently. Crushed it, man. And like I said, we think of the Cardinals, you know, the news has been on like Pujols returning. But like you said, Nolan Arenado, four runs, yeah. six hits, three doubles, yeah. two home runs, seven RBIs, batting 500. And that's only in three games. Yeah. Three games. Three. That's Friday, crazy. Friday, Sunday. Ain't that something? Bro. That's unreal. That is unreal. That is a start. That is how you start like, the season. This is what Nolan and I, like, we, we know, like, you know, we know the glove is there. Yeah. 
the bat, you know, the Cardinals and look, is, could be scary. That's what I'm saying. We have the Cardinals as, as kind of like a Winning sleeper division, team. Yeah. I mean, like a team you don't usually think the, about the right now. The biggest question mark for them is the pitching. Right. We know the gloves on the field is great. But. And the bats. All I'm saying is if this team is clicking, Nolan Arenado could have a MVP, MVP year, man. Yeah. Absolutely. So. All right. So before we close, there's a couple of things I want to talk about a little bit. First came up was the kind of shocking little bit news out there that nationals are thinking about selling. <laughs> they started, they, they talked to the same um, banking and mortgage um, people that helped the Mets sell the team when Steve bought it. So they're like, it's nothing in set stones yet. It's just feelers, but there's already a name being floated around the wizards, capitals, ownership, the management team, yeah. ownership team. I mean, that makes sense. Makes sense. Everything DC. Why not just keep the, the baseball well, all I'm wondering one. why the Nationals want to sell. I mean, they've had so well, much success. The, well, yes, I get that. But I get that they're the, getting rid of their players the right now. The owner mm-hmm. is 95. Ah, okay. The, the leader of their ownership group. And his family and, might not. Yeah, and I think be... his wife's like 92. Okay, that makes sense. But think about it. When they bought the team from MLB, when they moved it and stuff, was only for $400 million. Dang. Like 400 450 So you think, you look at the Mets. Oh, yeah. Sold for 2.3. So when they, Forbes did the estimate for the Nationals, at two billion, yeah, why not? They got a brand new stadium. They're coming off a win in nineteen. They're doing great. The and only everything thing is around now, that stadium, when the they stadium first built it, the stadium is nice. Was just trash. It was all around. Gosh, it. I, I Over remember the years <laughs> watching these. Like been been a couple of years. Like there's now hotels like really right next to the stadium. That's what I'm saying. I can't even. I can't even ride up at the stadium without seeing like apartments and stuff. Yeah. Before I, I used to be able to see the stadium but now i see apartments and then, and then now the stadium. you see the soccer field which yeah. is also xfl once that starts back up they use that when xfl started is right across the street too yeah no like they turn that whole area so you invested we'll say almost half a billion dollars for a team and you're probably gonna sell for if not more than two billion dollars when the sale is done probably yeah no it's gonna be good nationals are worth it um no i i like it it's gonna be interesting we'll see if it, how fast it moves he said nothing in stone just want to put feelers out there to see what Okay. Kind of interest. And the other thing is this weekend, I can't believe already, is the 75th anniversary of the Jackie Robinson. Dang. It's, I'm like, wow, already? I'm like, I was like, I remember when a kid, like, I think it was the 50. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're getting up there. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> but, you know, it's something special. I love everything about Jackie Robinson Day. I always try to watch 42 a couple of days before it, or at least the day of. Um, I really enjoy Jackie Robinson Day and the movie and stuff. And, it just brings into everything, and then I'm just upset that Chad Bozeman, you know, that's something special he always did. He's unfortunately, like we talked about two years ago when he passed away, mm-hmm. like he always loved Jackie Robinson Day and stuff, being part of it. It's unfortunate, but it's unreal. 75th anniversary already this mm. year. Insane. So I believe that is it this week, boys and girls. We'll catch y'all next time. Watch some baseball. Peace. Peace. All right, everyone. Thank you for checking out this episode. And if you want even more what we talk about in here with the Beanball Podcast, please check out our Instagram, our TikTok, and, of course, that YouTube page. Go If you're on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe with your friends. Click that bell so you get notifications anytime we upload You know, weekly episodes here, more content over there. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good one. Peace.